Hello, and welcome to a very special episode. Say something interesting. It's a follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri Cities mm-hmm. Church. This is My a name subdued is start Brent. for you. I know. I'm usually well. I was just getting positioned. I was just getting. <laughs> We, our new setup is like I have to be away from the computer and then I rush in usually. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. just, you know, I wanted to make it nice and calm and everything. That's good. <laughs> my name's Brent. With me is my friend Megan. Hi. How are you, friend? I'm doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good week? I did. Good. Yeah. We are getting close to the end of trimester yeah. for you. Yeah. It's starting to got four more days with these kiddos. Yeah. Uh <laughs> life is life is good, man. It's uh we're in March finally. March is what like my favorite March month of the year. March is your favorite year. month of the year. You know why? I do know why. Why is it, Megan? Because college basketball. Gosh dang it, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I'm wearing my Zag sweatshirt you today. Are? It's Monday. You're probably listening to this later, so um I'm still happy and optimistic about their chances in the WCC <laughs> tournament. They play San Francisco tonight, then probably be what um, How are they doing this season? Probably yeah, BYU or uh, St. Mary's. After that, they are doing. Uh, they're doing good. They're okay. coming on hot at the end, which is the that's, time you want to get. That's hot. the time you want to come on hot for sure. So uh, I like it. It's been fun. Yeah. It's it's uh, a lot of college basketball on TV. It's it's really overwhelming. <laughs> it's re- when I log into the ESPN app and ESPN Plus, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's seven games I would watch right now if I could. And uh, then you have to figure out how to like manage it all and do uh, all that kind of stuff. Just but. pick the one you want to watch. Don't oh, worry about the it's rest. It's really hard, though. I want to watch all the rest. And then on commercials, <laughs> I get stuck just flipping over and uh, all kinds of things. So next week is one of my favorite weeks of the year. I know it is. Uh, so I get to go to Vegas with my buddies yeah. and watch basketball the whole time and go to Top Golf and eat uh-huh. good food. And <laughs> so great, man. Honestly, it's really funny because when you come back and you're like, this is what we did. And I'm like, that doesn't sound that exciting at all. I know. I know. I have to tell people. I have to like... We have, I've, I've invited people to come on this trip and I'll have to preface it with now. Listen, if you don't like sitting on the couch and watching basketball all day, don't come on this yeah. trip <laughs> because you're going to be like, guys, shouldn't we like go do something? You're like, no, that's no, not what this that's is not for. what this is about. <laughs> we don't do that. We, cause I had a, uh, honest, honestly, my friend Seth is coming. My friend Seth from Denver, who oh, used to yeah. live here. He's really 80, like he's really active and do, does stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I hope you were very clear and with I, him. I, he's come once before, okay. so he knows what to expect. Okay. And he's like, I know what to expect. He's like, I'm bringing my computer. I'm going to, I can't do, I can't do basketball all day. So I'm going to do a work day while I'm there because the remote work is a reality oh, yeah, for uh-huh. him. Yeah. So that's great. He's going to go find somewhere. I have no idea where. And then, <laughs> uh, and then supposedly get some work done. Um, and he's all, he's all, Hey, let me just throw a flyer out there. You're probably going to say no. Taylor Swift concert. Oh my God. Yes. Why not? Yes. No. (laughs) I would go. Ah, 100%. Uh, Take me, Seth. I don't even know if he he could be lying to me. I have no (laughs) idea if she's actually in town. And I said, also, what are the chances there's actually tickets available? Scott. No, no, God, no. The gif as fast as I could. And he's like, dude, you know it would be a great show. And I said, it would be a great show if there was no nothing else to do. And there was no college basketball on, but I am not oh going to go there. That's and really funny. Do that. And, and I, how much do you think oh, those tickets would be? So much. Because I'm so sure they're much. not, they're like second, like from someone else. Yeah. And yeah. what he doesn't know is, that I know, because we've done this so many times now, they actually cancel shows this week because I'm sure they get such a low turnout 
because everybody who's in town for this event is no, there to watch. No, Ta- Taylor Swift will not get canceled. She no, will no, no, bring I'm, enough sorry. people to. That, that's a bad example. I'm saying the typical shows that they do, like all of the Cirque shows and everything, oh, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a very limited offering. They still do some, but it's definitely toned down from what a normal mm, week would mm-hmm. be because of the clientele that this kind of an event yeah. draws. Because people go there to watch all of the games at once and in the, the games sports books. go on Thursday, Friday yeah. until yeah. nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, it's uh it's one of those things. Well, I'm glad you're excited. I yeah. know this is one of your like favorite things you do. We every booked year, a top so. golf already. <laughs> We're doing top golf. We're That's trying cool. to find a sometimes fun... you guys don't do stuff. So I'm glad you're actually doing no, something we, else. We typically do it at top golf. <laughs> We're trying to find a good spot for dinner, which is always fun. Like mm, that's yeah. just uh-huh. you spend eight hours researching the place to go eat, and you can spend <laughs> one hour to eat at, which is pretty great. So that's um, a but steep ratio. I'll, I'll let you know, man. The uh, not cheap, not no, cheap. not wanna, cheap. You want to eat nice in Vegas? Not oh cheap. yeah, I've been to Vegas. Not cheap. Yeah, and so, it was before all this inflation stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. That might have been the issue. Like we've always done, uh, like super like backwater casino. I remember. Um, <laughs> backwater casinos I, yeah i mean we walk through the nice ones <laughs> yeah on the way to the crappy ones that yeah. are off the strip because that's where you can find actual like you know cheap yeah cheap blackjack or whatever yeah um but i remember listening to colin cowherd once talk about how uh you don't brag about going to Ellis Island when you go to Vegas. You when you go to Vegas, you go to Bellagio, <laughs> you go to you know Venetian, you go to all these places. Mm-hmm. And we, I sent it to all. I didn't my even buddies know there was a casino called Ellis Island. <laughs> that's where we go play <laughs> because it feels like a nice Tricidian. Like Tricidians welcome should be the tagline under the thing. Under the sign, it should be mm. really cheap rooms. Uh, killer barbecue food because they have a killer barbecue <laughs> restaurant, and then and and it's it's with the barbecue. It's the it's the casino that we were in the year in 2020. We went in March of 2020 to Vegas. Oh yeah, knowing that the tournament was still canceled, but thought you know we're gonna go. We already have the tickets. It's gonna yeah. be fun. And not, you know, obviously not knowing. Didn't you like leave early? Yeah, we left early because yeah. everything was shut down. We couldn't even find food. But That's yes, true. <laughs> the, the first night that we got there, it was everything was normal. Everything yeah. was great. I mean. You know, whatever. And then the second night is when we were yep. in Ellis Island Casino when the governor of Nevada came on TV and said, we're closing everything down unprecedented. Never done this before <laughs> at midnight tonight. They literally locked the doors. Oh, my gosh. How'd it you was, guys get home? No, no, no. It was we were inside. So they let us stay until midnight. But yeah. They locked the doors from the outside. If you left the building, you could not come back in. Oh, my gosh. But it was a free for all. And it was like it was like <laughs> eat and drink for tomorrow we die. <laughs> mentality <laughs> and everybody's like we can't leave at our friend eddie flew in they wouldn't let him in the front doors he's calling us it's like 10 o'clock at night we're like inside everybody's just having a great time <laughs> they're giving us they're giving food away at the barbecue spot because they know they're going to be closed and they have to get they rid have, of this yes. food so they're like here's 50 dollars vouchers to this food which nothing on the menu is more than like 20 bucks oh my gosh and so we were like full rack of ribs let's yeah. go add the chicken you want to add chicken to that yep adding the chicken us cheap guys that never do any of that it was it was glorious and it was probably much needed because the next day when we woke up there was not a store open yes yeah, so i hope you had leftovers and we had to walk miles miles two miles to find a chick-fil-a that was open 
Oh for walk-up. That was the only thing that was open. Oh, my god! It was crazy. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> and I always tell it, it was such an yeah. interesting time because um, I walked on the New York, uh, not New York, I walked on the on the Las Vegas Strip when there were no pedestrians yeah. and no cars. Yeah. It felt like an apocalyptic movie. Yeah. It was like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It was really cool for like 10 minutes to be like, this is amazing. And then it was Look creepy and scary. And then it was like, uh, all of the doors have chains on them yeah and locks oh my gosh and guards uh, it was weird it was super weird <laughs> super weird so anyways uh, um wow. it'll be a lot more normal uh on monday well, yeah. when we go so i'm, pr- I'm pretty excited <laughs> i imagine it. yes yeah, that's good that's cool yep how was your uh, anything happen this weekend yeah my friend a... had a birthday party i played bunko for the oh, first there time there you go we it just was... did a bunko night like yeah uh, two weeks ago too. it was super fun i also made her cheesecake for her birthday it was my first time ever making cheesecake it was delicious. How did it turn out? Good. I made her a keto one because she's doing. She and her husband do keto, um, and oh, it was her birthday. Wait a second. I'm trying to think. Keto. That's the. Uh, it's the no carbs, no sugar. How? Cheesecake how actually you... translates really well. What? Um, because no you can carbs? use carbs. Yeah, so it was like it's an like almond flour. No, it's not. Cream cheese isn't that carby? Yeah, but it's like more fat than okay anything else. All right, um, but graham cracker crust? That's no, kind of- no graham cracker crust. So it was like an almond flour, oh, coconut oil crust, and then um, like sugar alternative instead of actual sugar. Yeah, um, and the rest it was good. I I mean I obviously didn't eat. I also made a regular one for all the other and people. And that's what you ate. And that's what I ate. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the delicious ate. one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other one tasted good. All the keto people were like, this is so good. And I was like, great. Yeah, because you're used to eating <laughs> cardboard. Um, No. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, because they can have fat. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. So Got anyway, I can, yeah. um, they like that's the one where you put butter in your coffee. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Gross. So you like, anyway. Yeah. Um, It's like meat and fat and anyway, all that stuff. Sure. I don't know keto. I just I'm like okay great I just eat like a normal person um anyway so I made cheesecake for the first time okay and it was fun and it turned out good any any toppings with that or just plain yeah cheesecake? so I brought like Sunday like ice cream Sunday toppings okay. so like hot fudge and caramel and fruit so yeah. good that's awesome I know and I brought up I had some leftover so I brought a slice for my teacher neighbor today because bef- I told him on Friday I was gonna make cheesecake and he was like oh that's my favorite and I had extra, so I brought him a slice, and he walked back in, and he was like, I'm pretty sure you should quit teaching and <laughs> Go make all cheesecakes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then he walked in later and was like, hey, you get invited to parties <laughs> at my house a couple of times a year. Not like super often, but often enough to make a cheesecake next time you come. You okay. know what I mean? Listen, I've brought you plenty of delicious food. Oh, I know. I'm just adding <laughs> another thing to the list. If you're going to talk about it, let's see it. Uh, and then he walked in later and he was like, wait, did you say this was your first ever cheesecake that you've made from scratch? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, that's skill. That's not was like. Was it YouTube or was it a recipe uh, It was a thing? recipe. Okay. On, from Pinterest. Okay. Good. I don't know. I, I like to bake. I am I don't want to sound conceited, but I'm pretty good at baking. Yeah, there you go. And so. I think if you have some good knowledge Own and a good that. background. Don't hide behind it. Don't downplay it. <laughs> I mean, you've had things I've baked. Uh, it's so. really good. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I made pretzels one time. Yep. I brought cookies to your house. Okay. Um, Ice cream. That's not baking, but that's mm-hmm. my other like yeah. specialty is Super ice cream. Good. Super good. Uh, so anyway. um, But yeah. So I uh, I made cheesecake. It was fun. Cool. That's awesome. It's a very long process. Like, Not hands-on long, but like you have to let it cool down for a really long time in like stages. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it cracks or something. So, yeah, not good. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, we hosted an event here at the theater. Somebody rented the space. Brad Upton. Are you familiar with Brad at all? He's uh, a comedian who got famous on dry bar comedy pretty recently, um, within the last year or two, and has kind of spiked in popularity. He's from here, lives in Seattle now, but uh, was from Richland, and uh, di- and came to do a birthday show here, and they sold out the first one, so they added a second one, and then they sold that one out too. So two sellout shows on Saturday night. That's really cool. And I had the, a cool opportunity. One of the cool perks of my job is when there's an event that you want to go to, but they sell out in tickets. You can still go. Guess who <laughs> Guess who works at that event <laughs> for that night? Throws on an Uptown Theater shirt, <laughs> takes a few tickets, and then goes gets to watch a comedy show and, uh. and does it for free. It's a good gig, guys. It's not bad. It comes with some pretty good perks. Uh. And so I uh, had a chance to work the event and got to uh, be there, help set up and, and mm-hmm. all this kind of things. And... Uh, and then, so during the show, super interesting. He is, uh, like I said, from here and, and wanted to you do- said Brad Upton? Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, and wanted to do it at the Uptown Theater because he's like, I came here as a kid. You know, it's got a lot of history. Uh, he's a Richland guy. Uh, graduated from Richland. Taught in Pasco oh, um, cool. after for a while and then got out of teaching and went into mm-hmm. this. Anyways, um, and he began to- That happens a lot. A lot teachers. of former teachers become stand-up comedians. Yeah, I wonder, is it because you just have we to command We basically an do stand-up comedy all day, every day. Oh, do you? I mean, essentially, like you have to like, I mean, not always, but that's like, that skill set is very similar. I would pay a shiny nickel to see you come up and do a 10-minute <laughs> set. Absolutely not. Ah, uh, you just said <laughs> teachers are born and bred to do this sort uh, of thing. I know, but I'm just meant like the skill set is really similar. Sure, like reacting. And Ironically, all that, so. pastors. Uh, their their Dustin Nickerson was a former. Oh, new really? Pastor, yeah, that's funny. Um, so I anyways, love Dustin Nickerson. Um, so uh, anyway, he wanted to do it at the uptown. He wanted to do it at the uptown, <laughs> and he as he talked, he would in, he would incorporate lots of local things to try and just show people I'm I am from here, right? Like I was at the Rich and Y the other day. Uh, I, I, you know, I used to, um, uh, hooky Bob up Carmichael Hill. Uh, I used to, you know, this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he would incorporate tons of local things that you, you can tell. Um, I think when you, in your comedian, you go into bigger cities, you try, if you're in Seattle, you're like, oh yeah, the troll, the space needle, all of like the general stuff. Mm-hmm. He was doing it to where you're like, you have to have lived here to, to know, know those things, yeah. those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And and then one of his jokes was, um, I mean, I'm going to butcher the joke because, you know, it's his joke. <laughs> but he said, imagine, like, the name, the surname Hitler was semi-popular in Germany uh, in, like, the th- 1920s and 30s. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't even thought about that. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did Adolf, everyone change Adolf their name? the only one, Did right? Did people change their nice yeah, so names? Yeah, he so goes, he goes, imagine being surnamed Hitler in the 40s being like, well, we have to change our name. Yeah. And so he goes... Uh, I wonder what... Now I'm so curious. Anyway, go ahead. So he says something <laughs> about, um, yeah, I'm not a Hitler anymore. Uh, it's Johnson, right? And so everybody laughs and does this thing. <laughs> and and uh, I'm in the back with Travis and we're at the board uh-huh. and, uh, and that's fine. And then he goes on and then he says something about... Um, he says Brent Johnson several times. Oh no! About this joke, like I used to be this, but now my parents are. I, I, I was Brent Johnson or Brent Hitler, but now I'm Brent Johnson or something like that. And I look at Travis and I'm like, 
There's no way that he just pulled that out. I've met the guy one time and he's using, 15 minutes before the, this talk started. And he's using your name in this joke. And he's using my name. And in the audience. I bet he thinks, I bet he does that. He like meets someone and that's like part of his joke. It's he gotta like puts be. a name of someone he knows who's there. I, it, because in the audience, we're probably in each session or whatever you call them show um there were probably like maybe 10 people that i knew like there'd be like someone that i used to work with when we used to wait tables Mm -hmm. at olive garden uh there was somebody uh that used to attend the church back when we were at southridge there's Mm -hmm. like somebody who's a teacher friend from you know all this kind of stuff so um there was enough and they came up afterwards and be like oh that's so funny that he incorporated how do you guys know each other and be like i I don't don't know know him him. (laughs) i i I met the guy 10 minutes ago like, yeah, but he kind of knows you're in charge, and I that's got to be it. Yeah. But what's funny is it wasn't even him like that we were emailing back and forth. He had his his, his yeah. right hand guy mm-hmm. is the one like Corey. If Corey had said something, I totally get it. Corey and I emailed back and forth fifteen mm-hmm. times before this, you know, show, uh, but not Brad. So yeah. it was just an odd. Yeah, that's really funny. Super odd. And it's then to associate be... with Hitler too. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> hey man, you're like, you know why couldn't pastor, I be the right? cool one? <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of cool because you changed the name. I guess my like, parents are Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I wanted to go Man, up and say. I to hadn't afterwards. even thought about that. Now I really want to know what the like percentage of surname Hitler is in Germany. Yeah, well, that's my something interesting. I've got some percentages for you. Oh, no, for I'm really? Just no, I was I'm just like, kidding. that'd be hilarious, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> the other funny thing uh, that mm-hmm. happened is. Um, he his green room was in our early childhood room. We uh-huh. had that little like couch down there. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know if people know this, but we have like an exit hallway that goes yeah. off to the side that you you know if there was a fire, you kids could get out and that kind of, and it goes into our back alley. Yeah. Well, the other door that's connected to that back alley is some of our stage doors, and so a lot of bands or comedians or whoever's doing the show will use that room because they don't have to then mix and mingle with our audience yeah. uh-huh. or walk down. So, anyways, all right, he does that. And he goes out that back door, and we had put these ropes on there to make sure that they don't close behind them so he, that he could get back through when the show mm-hmm. is over. Well, at some point, somehow, that rope got moved or dislodged, oh, no. and he locked himself out of the theater. Into the alley? Into the alley <laughs> while, uh, while his opener is on the stage. Oh, no. And he... So I'm I watch him go into the room and and get ready and I'm I'm out in the lobby and we're just like taking last minute tickets or whatever and I see him come like almost sprinting <laughs> through the front and I'm going you're supposed you're like supposed to be on here in in just a second he's like that back door closed on me which maybe that's why he made me Hitler maybe Hitler's <laughs> relatives maybe that was it he's like get a freaking fully functioning door bro yeah because I almost like screwed this whole thing up. He's like, that back door closed on me. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me go back there and look at him. I'm like, I don't know how. Like, there's, yeah. it's right there. You must have really pushed on it. <laughs> so anyways, but he got, he made it on stage. Well, there you go. All, I'm sure flustered, and but it didn't yeah. show. He was great. That's so good. he's a professional. You should definitely check him out. Nice. I'm sure having sold out two shows and we had so many people calling us being like, hey, how do I get tickets? Oh, wow. And we'd be like, oh, they're sold out. And they'd be mad at us. They'd be like, yeah. we didn't even know about it. Like, like, this is not my I'm fault. I'm trying to figure out how this is my fault. <laughs> so sorry. Um, I'm sure that he'll be back. So when he's back, you should That's cool. take in a show. Yeah. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Let's talk about uh, Sunday. Let's do it. Let's, uh, we, we're continuing our, we, we're in extra time, added time uh, for extra this, because uh, this was originally scheduled mm. to be a four-week series, and it's, it's been- It's like you don't make the schedule. That's how you're talking about this. Well, no, I know. I, I, I added that. I know, I know what happened. <laughs> Um, and I, uh, were you, you were in first, right? Yeah, I came so in first. So you know that I, I intentionally, did you see my notes this week? 
four pages. Yeah, like they were three short. And a half. Yeah, yeah, I it know. was great. I was trying yeah. to be like, all right, last week was too much. I, yeah. I went back and I rewatched it, <laughs> and I was like, Brent, that's way too much stuff. You got, you've got to tone it down. And uh, so hopefully uh, a little bit better this week. But. You don't know what's funny is I haven't been in first in a while. Yeah. And I definitely oh, found. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I found myself being like, hmm, like more critical. Oh, I don't really? know. Yeah. I was like, oh, he could change that word to this. Or, <laughs> and like, I probably did second yeah, service. And because I think because we used to like because we used to do that. I would yeah, come yeah, to yeah. first and then I'd be like, what about this? What about that? But now I usually go to second and we don't do that anymore. Yep. And so it like it was just funny because I found myself doing that. What again. did you think of the difference in audiences? Um, it, There's more people at first, yeah. I feel like. And it's more of like regulars. And more active people too, right? What do you mean by that? Like up and Talkers, down? Talkers, laughers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they, that's because it's more like um people who've been here for a while. Sure. And so they feel like they know you enough to like you know yeah. engage with you with yeah things so. I, I i always thought man maybe second service just thinks they don't want me to engage because this one's being filmed and going out on the internet so we'll just like arms crossed keep our, our mouth shut and not really <laughs> no i think it's uh, more a factor of like how long they've been coming that might be true yeah because so, usually second service has more newer people just in case you guys hear that that's brent's ice and his coffee that yeah, he's I'm getting a little coffee drink here <laughs> Gotta keep the caffeine up, <laughs> keep the energy levels going. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked about the uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector on, on Sunday in Luke chapter eighteen, and uh, them um, going up to the temple to pray. Two different different uh, positions of of attitudes or perspectives on kind of where they stand in relation to others, and in relation to God, and and what they say and what they did to kind of you know show that, and then uh, basically. Jesus saying one went home justified that day uh, before God and the other one just went home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's basically how it ended up for that person. And then he introduces or reintroduces a principle that's going to show up in multiple different parables of um, this contrast between um, uh, pride or humility and uh, and being exalted. Mm-hmm. Don't exalt yourself or you're going to be humbled. Don't hum- mm-hmm. you know, try instead humbling yourself and you'll find yourself to be exalted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, a good principle, something to live by, just always the path, the, uh, a path or default to humility uh, versus that. It's something that I think, remember, it came up in a conversation that was unrelated in, in some, something that I was uh, having a conversation with today. It's just a good life principle. And um, it's a, uh, I know it's backwards oftentimes in perhaps what we see in, in a world that prizes our ability to kind of present ourselves in a certain way right? Project ourselves as having it all together. Um, I am hireable. Look at my resume. You're, you're lucky to have me as an employee of this company, or you're lucky to have me as your boss or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. We're always trying to position that. And this is, hey, why not, why not instead lean towards humility? And then people would be like, no, actually, I do like having you for a boss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there is a way to be humble and also say, Confident. these are my skills sure. and these are the things I'm good at. And here are ways that I can benefit you in this relationship, in this like yeah. employee, like company, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like there are ways to be confident in who you are and how you are without being like self righteous or um sure. Like I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Um, exalting yourself. And the, the the biggest takeaway that I think I I communicated better in second service and the one that went out on online than than in the first service is our 
modern bias for hearing Jesus say there was once a Pharisee and then there was once a tax collector and to not immediately associate bad with Pharisee and good with tax collector because in that era and in that time, they would have probably had those two things reversed mm-hmm. um, and they would have said, okay, like even even with the um, uh, the Good Samaritan, right? Like the priest walks by and it's this, they would have been like, that should have been a shocking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa, whoa, why, why, why wouldn't he, why is he not the hero of the story? We assume that he would be the hero of the story. But we're so programmed to already hear and read about a Pharisee and immediately think negatively, but that's not how the original mm-hmm. audience would have definitely heard it. Uh, in a in a more balanced way, perhaps both of them would have said there's flaws in, in each of those, um, and they, they're they both kind of... And I think that's what Jesus would get to eventually, would be like, I'm not praising the tax collector for the things that he's done in his past or her past or whatever. Um, they, they both are broken. One just realizes their brokenness mm-hmm. and the other one doesn't. Yeah. And that's, I feel like Jesus says, like, he's trying to point that out a lot in his stories about Pharisees. Like, it's not that they're bad people or they're doing the right. wrong things. It's that they are so consumed in their goodness that they can't see that they still are falling short. Yeah. And like people who are at the bottom are, have an advantage because they can. There's no illusion that Easier I'm, them. Yep. like, there's no illusion that I'm not a sinner. Yeah. Because I know I am. Yeah. But people who are not that at that level need to be really careful. Yeah. Because you're still just as sinful. You just don't see it as easily. Yeah. And so, like, you need to be, it's like that self-awareness thing of, like, oh, nope, that's still me. Like, yeah. I'm still there. Um, and I think that's, like, I notice that a lot in Jesus' parables that have Pharisees. It's not, like, I'm not saying you're necessarily bad or, like, you're doing yeah. it wrong exactly. I'm just saying you need to be really careful because you're still not doing it entirely right and you can't see it. Uh, two weeks ago... <clears throat> I think I said something from the front about how Jesus was commended. Well, not commended, the opposite of commended. Um, he was notoriously given the title. He dines and eats with sinners and tax collectors. Mm-hmm. And I said, I thought that would be a great tagline for Eastlake would be uh, Eastlake, a church for sinners and tax collectors. Right. Although the, it doesn't translate <laughs> because people don't associate the things anymore yes, with that. Uh-huh. And so that, that was my caveat. And I think if Jesus was in the audience hearing me say that he would have been like, Hey bro, uh, it's a church for Pharisees too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a church for Pharisees, sinners, and tax collectors. Let's just cover the gamut of yeah. everybody because everybody's in need of that. So yeah, it would have. I'd have been like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> you always are. Dang it. Uh, and but, I'm wrong. I know. Nice. Um, Anything else that you? Yeah. To that so away? I was um, the fair when the Pharisees praying like you. I really liked when you were talking about how. He is, it's a public prayer. Like that's not, the things that he's saying are not happening inside his head. He's saying them out loud so that everyone around him can hear how great he is. Um, And also he's like actively comparing himself to the people surrounding him. Yeah. Um, and, and using it as a preaching moment yes. too, and like thinking he's helping them. <laughs> I know, but what is it, what struck me is he's actually dehumanizing them. Yes, like you are, you are only your label. Yes. you are only your sin, and that's not like I've never been dehumanized and felt like I want to follow that person. Like I've never had someone just assume something about me and then been like, "Yeah, you're someone I'm going to take advice from." Um, 
And so like that, like, yeah, it's counterproductive and it's really only about him. It's not that prayer has nothing to do with anybody else. Right. Like, yeah, you're preaching to them, but no, this is about you and making yourself look good and proclaiming how great you are. And like, so that was something that kind of struck me as interesting and that I was thinking about as well. And I think that that's still true for some yes. people too, mm-hmm. to, to hear people offer advice to people in ways that is that they think is constructive like i'm sure that that pharisee thought this is constructive criticism mm-hmm. for these people and it's just dehumanizing on, yeah. on it yeah. and it's you're not it's you're not helping and you're like no no I'm, I'm not doing this out of pride i mean he'd be the first one to say <laughs> this isn't prideful this Except is, for I, it I, is. I, could, <laughs> I could read but he's but he i know he wouldn't that. think that i know and and there are people who offer const- what they consider to be constructive criticism thinking this isn't prideful this is i'm really genuinely in it to help this person out yes but you don't see you're not seeing the destructive nature of what you're saying yeah well and like have you stopped to listen to that person (laughs) can you hear this through their ears yeah can you you, and and i'm i will 100 percent say i am guilty of doing that from time to time like i have been that person um and and i will go like later i'll be like oh I shouldn't have said like that wasn't advice for me to give. I should have been like, do you want advice? Do you want me to just listen? What do you need? Like, how do you want help? Um, And, you know, as I get older and every time I make that mistake, I get better at it. But like I, I have been that person before as well. Um, And we'll probably continue to be that person into the future. Um, But it's like, are you looking at the whole of the person or are you just looking at the mistake? And like, that's an important distinction to make. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're a coach and you're listening to this, you, you've thought through this before too, right? Like there's times when th- that your student or your, um, your athlete needs to hear, Hey, you're not picking your feet up high enough. Your your elbow needs to be in further. And, but there's also these times where it's like, I don't need that from you right now. What I need from you is something different. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, I know you think it's being constructive, but it's actually coming across as incredibly critical because I don't buy into the fact that you actually want help from me. And then coming back to even that, when you say, um, sometimes am I here, uh, listening to you or are you asking me for advice? I, mm-hmm. I read something recently about, you know, that's that one of the best relationship things you could practice this year is whether it's a friend or a spouse or significant other, when they begin to vent to you, pause, just pausing for a moment and be like, hang on just one second. Are you, do you need something from me or do you just need me to listen? Because mm-hmm. if I can hear that early on, that's going to help me because mm-hmm. there are going to be way too many times when I'm be like, well, here's what you should do. And be yeah. like, no, you freaking moron. I'm just, yeah. just listen to me. the point of yeah, this. I just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Or... You can be listening to what you're saying, nodding and affirming them, and they'd be like, "No, I, I need help. Like, yeah, I need like, some oh, advice. I needed to know yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I just think you're telling me to tell me. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> trying to get that on the same page. And is I think really on important. the like on the flip side, as someone who's starting to vent, like, yes, you want to practice asking, but you also want to practice telling. Yeah. Like, I just need you to listen. Here's what I need from you right now. Just be like, <laughs> okay, I'm about to tell you some stuff, and I just need you to listen. Yeah. Okay, great. I can listen. Yeah. Or listen, I need to tell you some stuff, and afterwards, I want you to tell me sure. what I need, what what from, you think needs to happen. From the venter side of things, yeah. Like, be upfront and really honest about yeah. it, because it's really easy for us to be like angry and thinking that these other people can read our minds and our motives of what we want yeah. from them. <laughs> and but our I think emotions it's a, are running it's high. It's a yes and, right? It's a both. Like yeah. you, you yeah. want to ask and you want to practice telling as yeah. well. 
Yeah. So this has got a whole different thing. No, but that's good. Like that's <laughs> the the Pharisee. I'm I'm telling you. I mean, yeah. In that mentality, we we look at it, and again, we think it's so caricature. We think it's so hyperbole. Like who would ever do this? And you're well, like, well, we have all done it. We all this happens all the <laughs> I time. I can think of all the time. Like five times in the last six months, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. I mean, I think yeah, we've yeah. all done that. Yeah. And um, the other thing I was thinking that was uh, maybe interesting is um, that. Uh, the humbled or exalted. Mm -hmm. And I've thought like you will be humbled. Mm -hmm. Right. If you are not, if you cannot humble yourself. Yes. And it's not a punishment. It is a consequence. Like it is a, and not in a, like you did something wrong way, but just like, this is how, this is how nature works. You will be humbled if you cannot humble yourself. Yeah. There's no, like you don't get out of this being on high forever. When I did a series on the Proverbs a while back, and this was probably a couple years ago, there's a term for that sort of thing, because you see that a lot in the Proverbs. Um, uh, a, a foolish man and his money will soon be de- uh, parted, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and it's, it's observations of life. Does it happen all the time? No. Does it happen most of the time? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why we're doing this observation. It's not a guarantee. It's just that this is how typically life kind of plays out. Mm-hmm. And you go through your life and you're thinking you're going to chase after notoriety. You're going to chase after, you know, inflated ego. Mm-hmm. You're going to chase after this. There's going to be some humbling coming, just so yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it's not like, um, he's going to get you. <laughs> you yeah, no, I mean? it's not like that. It's not like that. It's just like, you're not going to be that. You can't maintain mm-hmm. that yeah. all the time. There will be yeah. a humbling period. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a, and also like, it needs to be a genuine humility. Like, yeah. you can't have false humility and claim I'm being humble. Like, right. the, those are two different things. That's not true humbleness, like hu- true humility. Yeah. Which is why on that takeaway on the slide was true humility leads to exaltation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's probably, you know, a whole nother series or talk at least on why that qualifier of true is so critically important to that mm-hmm. humility because there's a lot of false humility oh, out yeah, there for too. Sure. And that's just <laughs> not good. So nope. Good. Nope. Anything else? Nope, that was it. All right, let's jump into our something let's interesting. Do it. So what do you got? Um, I have I don't know if I've shared this before, but um human skin color is really fascinating scientifically. Because what the reason that we have different colored skin is because of the amount of melanin that our skin produces. Which I remember is, that from DC Talk. Yeah, which is a pigment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! All my Christian young people friends thought that was great, but yeah, that was definitely the music. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, it, which is so melanin is a pigment that we have, um, and there's actually a couple different pigments that we have. Melanin is the main one, but there's another one whose name I don't remember. Um, and what's cool about skin color is that melanin protects your folic acid inside of your body um, from being destroyed, which we need folic acid to do life things. And also it's really important for like baby's brain development and spine development. Um, and so you create melanin, but, oh, sorry, but UVB rays can destroy it. And so you can, you create melanin to protect that folic, um, that folic acid inside your body. But another thing that humans get from the sun is we, the one vitamin that we can produce is vitamin D. Um, it's the closest that humans get to photosynthesizing. Um, and so we need sunlight in order to create vitamin D. And so skin color is actually a balance 
of your body balancing, absorbing enough sunlight to create enough vitamin D and having enough melanin to protect our folic acid. And so you can see as you go from the equator and then both north and south that for traditional people who've lived there for thousands, millions of years, um, the gradient matches the salt, like the gradient of skin color matches the amount of sunlight you receive because of that need for balance between protecting folic acid and allowing enough sunlight to create vitamin D. So as you get further north and further south, skin gets lighter so that you can absorb more UV rays so that you can make vitamin D. And you don't need as much melanin because you don't get as much sunlight, so you don't have to protect that folic acid. Brilliant. Yeah, it's really cool. I am going to uh, go practice uh, taking in <laughs> vitamin D. Um, it's supposed to be 76 in Vegas uh, on Monday. Nice. And I'm super yeah. thrilled about yeah. it. Cause... But that's also why like people get tanner in the summer, right? Because you're producing yeah. more melanin because your body's like, oh, I gotta protect this folic acid. And you know, like it's that that's the part of it as well. That's the science behind it. Because yeah. everybody knows I go out in the sun, yeah. I get burnt, you know, or I get tan <laughs> or whatever, you know. Like yeah. some people burn, some people tan. Yeah. And you go to places closer to the equator, it's not hard to realize they're darker skin yep. tone than yep. you are, you know yep. what I mean? And some of that is generational, right, over time. That, that's just well, Yeah, but it's all phase. because of, it's because of that Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. science yeah, yeah, going yeah. on behind yeah, yeah. it, which is And obviously awesome. now, like, humans travel differently. So, like, there are people of varying colors all over the world now um, because of that issue. But a lot of, like, people, like, traditionally African or, like, South American or people who are traditionally from the equator have really big vitamin D deficiency problems when they move north um, because their skin can't absorb as much vitamin D. Mm, gotcha. Um, and so like that's a big issue for darker people who live in northern and southern latitudes. I have an $8 bottle of, of vitamin oh, D. Oh, I take vitamin D in this winter Costco as well. Can, yeah. yeah, because I mean, have it's to. a big problem for like light people yeah, who live really far north. You're talking to someone whose office is in an upstairs old projector <laughs> room with no windows to the outside world. And on Thursday last week, I remember in the afternoon, I just felt lethargic and I felt like just gross. Mm -hmm. And I realized I came down and I started doing some work on the, one of those red chairs in the lobby uh -huh. with the sun shining right through in there. And I felt better <laughs> almost instantly. I was like, I have to make this more of a pattern in my life. Yeah. Like I need to get out of that room and <laughs> sit in the lobby and or go on the roof or something. I don't know. I know. There's a ton of like memes tiktoks or whatever of like people being like um i have to go outside every day i need to make sure i drink enough water yeah and they're like i'm basically a really complicated plant like <laughs> yeah i, I am 100 percent it and that's why the tri-cities is tough to live in from january to february because there's not <laughs> this a lot winter of sunlight. hasn't been that bad it hasn't been as bad this winter we haven't gotten a huge gross inversion that's lasted for like a month yeah where we don't actually see any sky for a whole month, yeah, like that hasn't like happened. It's been cloudy, like just dark and kind of dreary yeah, for a while. The, but the past couple of weeks, the past week at least, has been yeah. a lot more sun. Yeah, like today was beautiful. Yeah, so good stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, my something interesting is: uh, Did you ever go to the Town Crier before it closed? Nope. Little bar on the other side over here. Nope. It. Uh, it, it it was owned by my daughter's principal at what? the school, which is kind of really crazy. Funny. And a bunch of, I think, fellow teachers or principals kind of were okay. in on that thing, which is, you know, if you're a teacher, uh, it makes sense to own a bar. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I was just thinking that actually. Especially that actually, if you're an elementary teacher. No, like, middle school teachers I'm going to be are... here anyway, so I yeah. might as well be working. <laughs> 
No, middle school teachers so, are the most. It shut down about a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, or I, I don't. Maybe it was. You know, it's all run together. I think maybe COVID kind of like sort of sent it on its way, and and it just kind of shut down, and and that's kind of in and out for how the uptown sort of works sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just announced uh, some new things coming in over there. Oh, cool! And uh, it's a, a uh, in in the old town crier space is coming. A uh, a place called the Daisy Ranch Saloon. Oh, is it, what is that? It's a cowgirl bar. What coming to the up? What does that even theater. mean? I think it means there's going to be a mechanical bull <laughs> and a bunch of belt buckles. Apparently, and there's a, bunch a cow of Morgan Wallen playing on the uh, on the on the radio on the, the old jukebox. I think there's a cowboy bar or like line dancing bar or something, go, country dancing bar going in in downtown Kennewick. Well, they're going to have the... some competition because it's going to be over here, which is a good mix. Like you've got a bunch of different bars already in the uptown. So yeah. another bar doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you get kicked out of one, I guess. But one that has a unique draw to it. My yeah. sister uh, grew up, we didn't... Um, uh, have a ranch or anything like that, obviously. But she had a horse. She, oh, um, and did all that that stuff. And and she lives in Seattle now. And I sent this to her because this is like I'm like, hey, come back home. Look at this. We <laughs> we're up we're uptown now, baby. We got this. I got a cowgirl bar for you. You don't have to. Anyways, so that's really funny. Um, the uh, let me let me look at the opening date. Is it Daisy something uh, for this? Um, it's expected to open by late March. Oh, and that's soon. Uh, I know, I know exactly. And um, they are going to be a part of. I did talk to uh, somebody. A mechanical bull will be positioned near the entrance. <laughs> be a dance floor in keeping with this nightclub vibe. There will be a live music DJ on the weekends, and a staff that is mostly female. Which that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> It's funny because I just talked to somebody who has just got a job there, and it's a dude. So uh, uh, I did say mostly. Yeah, mostly. So that's you know. true. Um, and they're going to be one of the positions, one of the spots for the big Uptown Fest that's happening in June, uh, oh. as well as us. So what's there's a big. The, what's that? There's a big festival, sort of music festival that they're oh, trying okay. to bring in here. There's going to be a stage down at Adventures Underground. There's going to be a stage at Emerald, stage at the Uptown, and stage, I believe, at uh, this new Daisy Bar. Oh, cool. So there you go. Um, all right. Nice. I think that's it. That'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. This weekend, we are doing part six in the conclusion uh, of our series, Through Peasant Eyes. We'd love to have you be a part of that communion and good stuff involved in that. And uh, then well, you guys are in for a special treat. The following series after that is going to be a new series called What Gets Left Behind. It's going to be a series on legacy. And I've invited a couple of guests to come in and speak. One is my friend Anna Plemons, um, who attends Eastlake here. Her husband is on our board. Uh, she is an administrator at was She's not administrator. She is the vice principal, vice provost. She's really high up. <laughs> She works mostly in admin stuff there, and but like on a huge level for for Wazoo Tri Cities. Like she probably heard me say admin, like she answers the phones. Guys, she's the one that like writes the, her signatures on the checks yeah, for these yeah, guys. Yeah. She is way she's in high like the English there. department, right? Uh, that, that that's her PhD. Oh, okay. um, that's her doctorate or whatever. Um, and um, but anyways, she's a big wig there. Yeah, and she's an awesome parent and awesome thinker and. <laughs> Um, so I wanted her to kind of come talk about either education and or parenting, what gets left behind in that way. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to have my dad come speak as well. He just left a position at a at his church for after 25 years. Yeah. What kind of a, what kind of legacy? What were some of your thoughts going into some of that? So if you are, have ever thought about, you know, 
what am I leaving behind my kids? What am I leaving behind my family? What do people say of me when I'm not in the room? That sort of thing. That's gonna, what this series is going to be about. Um, so that's going to kick off in a couple of weeks. We'd cool. love to have you back for that. We're going to take a break next week because I'm going to be out of town. Uh, but we'll be back the following week. Um, so be sure to check us out in person at 9.15 or 10.30 on Sundays or 10.30 online via the live stream via our website and or our app. Amazing. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye.